making sense of Tehillim, Shir number eight, moving to chapter 142. The story that created this Tehillim, that gave birth to this incredibly short chapter, but so poignant and so powerful. King David was being pursued mercilessly by King Shaul, by Shaul HaMelech. And he found himself in the back of a cave, hiding. And Shaul then goes into that very same cave in order to be able to go to the toilet. And David could have killed him. He could have got, gotten rid of his enemy in an instant. But he just cut the cloak of King Shaul. And then explained later what he could have done and what he didn't do. And therefore, please leave me alone. Maskil le David Maskil, like the word sechel. It's an instruction. We have to learn something. In chapter 57, it's michtam le David. It's a memorial. 57, chapter 57, he talks about this. The thoughts that he had when he was in the cave are explained as a memorial. But says Rav Hirsch, Chapter 142 is a maskil, it's an instruction. It's a prayer by which, in this very sad situation, David struggles to attain clarity of thought. And why is this chapter chosen? Because we, in times of difficulties, people struggle to get clarity of thought. We don't know what the right thing to do is. It might seem obvious, but then somebody else comes along. And we are in this confused state which isn't to state that anybody wants to be. And we like to think ourselves as being lucid and being intelligent. But there are times when we are in a confused state. And so we need instruction. We need to know what to do. So as Rav Hirsch, this chapter is instructive not only through what it does express, but also what it does not contain. Here we see King David persecuted even to death through the unexampled error of his own father-in-law, who was the king of Israel. And people who actually owed him a debt of gratitude were trying to chase him down. But yet not a word of revenge passes his lips. Abandoned and forsaken by all the world, he seeks nothing else but to find his way to God. There's no, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to get my own back. He just wants to connect to Hashem. His royal adversary is unaware of his presence so close by. David has the opportunity to deal with the unsuspecting Shaul, a fatal blow, and become master of his own destiny once more. But instead, David looks solely to God for his deliverance. He's uplifted by the thought that a direct intervention on God's part to save him, and in the him in this case as the innocent victim of persecution, would be a very fitting demonstration of Hashem's rule and proof that he could then cite in his own message through which he seeks to spread knowledge of the name of Hashem across the world, which ultimately is the purpose of the Jewish people. Mamlechet Kohanim v'goy kadosh, we're a nation of priests. Priests teach people and a holy nation. What are we here to do? We're here to teach about Hashem. He rejoices in the thought that this divine deliverance, causing his destiny to come to fruition without any action on his part, will convince all the rest of the world of the victorious power inherent in those who are innocent and are persecuted then all will see that no other crown can shine in brilliance so undimmed as that of the glory of loyalty to duty shown even in the harshest trials. And so we say this chapter and we think to ourselves, I don't understand 
I could begin asking questions. My whole life could fall apart if I was honest with myself. Not if I'm just sociologically aware of what will people say and therefore I'm going to keep practicing because. But on a deeper level, when chaos hits, what more can we do? And in light of our recent troubles, coming on the heels of Hoshana Rabbah, on all those days from Elul of Slichot and the Tefillot, and there's so much going on, you want... Like it's the most intense month of prayer. But to remind ourselves, like King David is teaching us, that the deliverance comes from Hashem, and it's about making a name for Hashem. Like Avram Avinu, Vayikra B'Shem Hashem, calling out in the name of Hashem. And how do we call out here? Not Mimamakim Kuratich Hashem, like we learned in the previous sessions, from the depth, and it's a bit quiet, and I'm not, to, and I need to ask God to be attentive. But Kolia El Hashem Ezak, I'm going to scream this one out. My voice is loud. I'm going to beg Hashem. And we'll deal, please God, tomorrow with this double expression of Koli, my voice, my voice. Have a fantastic day.